Hello, Hello and welcome, welcome to, to the team. My name is T-Rex. Who are you? I am Lucky Stiff. How are you? Things are great. <laughs> um, I'm gearing up to go home to Florida for Christmas. The land of the gators. Ugh. Um, I don't like going home, but I do like the weather. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what? it's terrible out here, so Godspeed. Yeah. It's a trade-off. <laughs> um, what are you doing for Christmas? I'm going briefly home to Oregon to visit my family, and my sisters mm -hmm. will be there this time, which is great. But I'm, like, a little nervous because there's this one giant black bear that's been hanging around my parents' house, and my dad has all these spy cameras everywhere. Oh, God. Everyone at the table went, hmm, tell me more about that situation. It's an animal, an actual animal, not a human bear. Right. <laughs> Damn, really? Does yeah. that fuck with people? He, like, wanders around in front of the driveway and, like, wanders out back looking for stuff. They've been on our deck before, so whenever my mom's like, let's turn on the fireplace and go outside and sit on the deck, I'm like, mm-mm. I feel like they're scary, but I don't think they're, that, like, they're gonna, like, come after you. Not, at, like, the, the male bears, no, but the female bears with cubs... They're just fighting they're everyone. Just, just yeah, they Jerry don't care. Springering around the fucking. Yep. They're yeah. like, get away from don't my baby. Don't touch my baby, bitch. Right. That's exactly right. And the crowd is on their feet. Right. I feel the same about gators because people are always like, I'm so afraid of gators. I'm like, really? Like, unless it's one of the big ones that for some reason are like 11 feet long and on golf courses that are terrifying. Like anything that's like, like a, a small to a moderate sized gator, <laughs> not that scary. I They're feel, really not you know, scary. You Floridians have no fear with the gators. Y'all are like throwing, you know, gender reveal watermelons and gators <laughs> and shit. I, don't, well, I like, don't trust you. They're really easy to get away from because all you have to do is run zigzag. Like, they're super <laughs> dopey. Like, they catch them pretty easy. And, like, most of them are, will just run away from you. Like, they don't want to fuck with you. I they just look scary. I don't feel like that's the same with bears. But I'm going to try to zigzag run when I go home and see how it goes. Like, try it out. I'll report back. Yes. Hopefully we make it to season three. All right. Um, we are joined for the first time by um, the icon Aurora Sexton. Hello. How are you? Better naked. How are you? <laughs> um, also, Miss Lucy Stool is back. Hey. How many times have you been here? Uh, I think this is the second or third time. It's got to be more than that. No. Is it the third time? No. I think this is third. the third. It's the third time. Okay. 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 Welcome back. We just feel like you're always with us. Good to be back. Um, what's new with you? Um, you know, just trying to uh, keep surviving out here. <laughs> Still doing the sex toys. Yes, yes. Just came out with our third line of that. Those have almost now sold out. So we're like shopping new things for the 2020 year. Very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's coming up in 2020? New shows, uh, touring, like what, what things are you Yeah, doing? I actually am bringing back a show. Um, I am starting a new show, uh, continuing touring the world. And um, yeah, there's gonna be some videos and stuff coming soon too. Hey. So yeah, there's some, nice. some fun stuff coming in 2020. Trying to get back to just like having a good time. Yeah. I believe that even number years have like I believe that they're better. Like, I think 2020, I have, I'm confident. 2019, I went in going, mm, I don't like the number 19. Oh, so yeah. bad. I'm not superstitious or anything. I just, 2020, something feels good about it. It was a tough year, too. It was a, it was a weird year. year. Yeah, I had way. some, yeah. What What about you? What was your year like? Um, My year was a big year of change. I mean, I quit my job and I moved to Los Angeles. And How long have you been in LA? Um, I've been there almost a year. Okay. Almost a year. Um, so, I mean... That was, um, you were I mean, I love it. in Nashville. Yeah, I, I was in Nashville at Play for seven years. Mm -hmm. Damn. I worked there. 
on a show cast at uh, a play dance bar with Brooklyn Heights and the Princess and um, you the back. a lot of girls. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was a great experience, but I was just ready for something new, you know. Yeah. And so now you're in LA and you are auditioning. I'm an LA girl and um, I'm auditioning. Um, I work as an art director for Brad Hammer Productions. So we do a lot of the music videos for a lot of your favorite drag race superstars. Oh, nice. And like, what have you done? Um, we just uh, shot with Ms. Cracker out in New York. Oh, nice. That was a lot of fun. She was great to work with. Also, Tia the um, Yeah, she's, been here and she's lovely. sickening, right? Yeah. She's so um, game for anything. Yeah, I feel like she'd be really good yeah, for... Yeah, so lovely. Um, we've worked with um, Detox and um, just tons of girls. Yeah. What um, are some of the illusions that people might know you for? Because I feel like... Being a good person. (laughs) 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 Wow, what a feat. Right. I feel like the the ones that you're most well-known for are the ones where you aren't even recognizable. Like the... You're crazy. Wait, what are you... Like gremlin-y type shit? Alien shit? (laughs) Um, I do it all. There's nothing I haven't... Joan Rivers. There, there's pretty much nothing I won't attempt. I mean, except blackface. I'm not going there. I'm not ready <laughs> Leave for that for Ariel Versace. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! Yes. In the words of the Ooh. philosopher... <laughs> in the words of the philosopher Eureka O'Hara, Black Girls Rock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, no, I do... Um, I think the ones I get booked the most for, I do a lot of corporate parties, private events, sure. yeah. you know, so I'll, they'll bring me in. I, I think the craziest gig I ever had, they they wanted me to play Joan Rivers mm-hmm. for um, a kid's Sweet 16. What? And oh and God. and they the the whole party was set up like the Oscars. They had a red carpet, the statues, oh. and they had me on the carpet. Was that a gay was, kid? No, it was. He had autism, and all the, oh. all the kids at the party were special needs. And I was like, hold on. You want me to come, read to come some... in as Joan Rivers right. and read people on the red carpet at a special needs birthday Oh, party. my God. Are you sure about that? So, but the kids were lovely. So, you know, I had fun with the kids and I read the shit out of their parents. Right. And then I went in the bathroom. I transformed into Miss Piggy and we wheeled out the cake. And I was oh, like, my God. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. That's pretty wild. I'm That's like mildly wild. jealous of that child right now. <laughs> I just um, I just hosted um, the Cadillac Company Christmas party out in the suburbs as the Grinch. Yeah, and then came um, to drag matinee after, and people yeah. went fucking insane. It yeah, was very good. That was a lot of fun. I think my favorite, too, um, I, my friend Circuit Mom, she hosts IML mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And, and one year, IML, I went undercover as a leather daddy, and I had, like, a <laughs> oh full muscle chest and, like, <laughs> facial hair and stuff, and nobody knew who I was, and it was great. Oh, my God. You love that shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> how, how long have you been doing drag? Um, I started doing, well, pretty much since I could walk, um, but professionally, I started when I was about 12, 13. Where um, would you do that? I was, uh, well, I grew up in Denver, Colorado, and there was a coffee house called Dad's, and that was where all the gay kids would hang out. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, nice. And um, and we started doing shows there, and then I was like, oh, I can make money doing this. Um, so it kind of just snowballed from there. I was on my first professional show cast at 15. Wow. My mom had a sign parental consent. Wow. And then from there, I, I went into tracks. Um, wow. 2000, mm-hmm. and then at 20, I moved here, and... Um, the rest is a rap sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Did your mom go to shows still? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. She loves it? Yeah, she, well, she's come to a lot of my pageants. Um, she mm-hmm. doesn't get to come up to too many anymore, because um, my grandma needs full round mm-hmm. o'clock mm-hmm. care now, so. Yeah. Um, but she's very, very supportive, and when, even when I transitioned, she was very supportive of that, and so, I'm very lucky. Yeah. That's amazing. 
Well, shall we jump in? Let's, let's do jump. it. Uh, let's do a little, uh, let's sink our energies. All right, you want to go first? I took my glass with you on that one. <laughs> I will. Um, Mary from Los Angeles, what are your favorite and least favorite steps of getting into drag? Um, this is a three part question, so we're just going to. Two. Two part question. Well, there's three questions in the, f there's two questions in the first question. Yeah, and the second one's a repeat of the first question. Oh my God. Trey, earning his producer credit <laughs> once again. Can we um, that screens this shit? All right. <laughs> yeah, Trey. So, step one. <laughs> can't read or write. Step one, what are your favorite and least favorite steps of getting into drag? And two, have you met any celebrities through doing drag and what were the interactions <laughs> like? Um, favorite steps. I realize I hate doing the blending. It takes a long time. It takes for too long, and it <laughs> isn't like, you know, you draw on a lip, and it's like, bam. But and there's so much to draw on. <laughs> oh, uh, the square footage is getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. Um, In but, five years, it's just going to be like a football field Oh, I'm lips. going full Amanda Laporte. No, I decided I need to scale my lips back. She's really? Crazy. What? Yeah. News. Um, yeah, yeah, she's been getting a little up there. But what, what's your favorite? My favorite part? Yeah. And I actually really like makeup. Yeah. I really love doing my makeup. Yeah. I also love it just because it feels like a zen moment for me, no matter mm -hmm. if I got like 45 minutes or it's like a two, three hour like session. Yeah. It's like my time where I just like literally tell myself how much I hate myself and like what I'm going to do. What, <laughs> is your, what is your makeup process? Because mine is like, listen to a podcast, sit down for an hour and a half straight. I don't drink. I don't smoke or weed or anything. I just sit and it's just like like you know get it out but some people are like i need to make a phone call and you oh, know no, no. I can't stand that shit. no. smoke weed yeah, and no. drink i don't i can't and you know how big of a pothead i am i don't yeah. even take breaks to like smoke yeah, yeah, i like yeah. get in there and get, get her done finished. yeah like we want to get smoke it done. after yeah yeah i put on drag race in the background because it's something i don't really have to pay attention to mm -hmm. and i can still like laugh at it's like mindless like little chat in the background yeah Eric hates it <laughs> hates drag race now because it's just like on an endless loop yeah in the background. yeah um but yeah it just kind of pushes me through process mm -hmm. yeah if i get up in the middle i don't you know that spot where you're like you're like my face was everything's a mess what's happening and then you just like click in and all of a sudden yeah. it all works yeah. yeah and that that doesn't happen to me if i get interrupted or if i have to get up mm -hmm. or whatever and you can yeah. tell when that hasn't happened because my face never gets like to the spot yeah it just gets fine yeah it is helpful when you get up for some reason to pee and then you look in a second mirror like my mm -hmm. drag Different mirror lighting. and my mirror in the bathroom are like totally different and I'm like oh I don't know what I was seeing over there because mm -hmm. this fucking eye is nowhere mm -hmm. close to old girl over here <laughs> yeah. and like what a, this bottom part of my lip is not even at all like, oh, what am shit. I seeing you run back to your table yeah. you grab three things and run back into the bathroom right like I'm looking that, like, into two person. different universes yeah. like trying to put my face together between yeah. two mirrors yeah I, I can't know. do that yeah I don't know what do you hate what's your least favorite all of it. Oh no! <laughs> no, no, no. Um, my least favorite. Um, I think like the before you actually start getting married process when you're like mm -hmm. moping around the living room. Yeah. Like, oh my god! I don't, I don't wanna. Yeah. yeah. You know. I really have to do this again. <laughs> and then you finally sit down. and You're like, okay. Yeah. And then you start. And then once you get in the groove. I mean, for me nowadays, most of my drag is character work. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'll. You know, if I'm doing the Grinch, I put on the movie, right. or you know, I'll watch Joan and Melissa, or you know, whatever to do. Because um, for me, it's not just a physical transformation; it's a mental mm -hmm. transformation as well. And once I click into character, I don't click out. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm in it. Funny, I'm uh, talking. I'm dating a, a clinical psychologist right oh. now. So, oh wow! Uh, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. <laughs> but, <Wow. laughs> 
<laughs> even <laughs> even like Saturday when you were the Grinch, I mean, you came down and you were the Grinch the whole time. Yeah, like, it's, downstairs it's like I just and stuff. can't. I just can't snap out of yeah. it. Yeah. And then once it's off, then I'm I'm back to being myself. So. Yeah. I feel like especially when you're doing <clears throat> characters like that, where you have like ten pounds of prosthetics on your face, like it really must change just everything about how yeah. you even hold yourself. Well, and you can also talk to people in a way that you can't normally. I mean, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I can't walk. I can't walk into the Target, you know, in the afternoon and be like, Yeah. What the hell are you wearing? I mean, yeah. I, I wish you would. Yeah. I saw you at DragCon and you were going around as um, Joan Rivers and it's like so different. Because you're so. John, give me John. I mean, the fuck are you wearing? Yeah, you're so soft spoken, but then I get to see you be a, a rotten. Yeah, a rotten bitch. Or, you know, like yeah. I, I do Melania Trump too. I, I toured a play with Melania Trump. Yeah. And, you know, she was just so vapid and. There's so many faces. You're missing so many faces. I wish you were here. What was that? Um, uh, was that in P-Town? Where was? Or you toured with that one? Um, I started Melania in P-Town, then I toured her around uh, yeah. the country, and then I, I did another play in P-Town. We didn't tour that one because um, I was in Hollywood at that point, so I really didn't have the time to go on a cabaret run. But um, but it was a great experience. Yeah. How many one-woman shows have you done? Uh, two so far. Well, the, the last one I had puppets. It was, it was a puppet show. So you what was didn't it? feel so much not, alone. Where was it? Right. Not, not the kind that Black Bear Lucy still does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I've done a horrible thing on this. <laughs> um. Okay. What about wait. the celebrity question? That's oh, the yeah. second part of the question. Have um, you met any celebs through drag? Have you met any celebs through doing drag? Like? <clears throat> what were the interactions? Um, I've met a lot of celebrities. A I lot sh- of them. I, got I, there, I didn't realize there was a TMZ Nashville, because Princess would say that there would just be like country music stars, because it's oh, like the yeah. LA oh, yeah. of the South. Like <clears throat> Kelly Clarkson would just go in there, Hayden Panettiere. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Tri Savon. Yeah. They would just roll into play. Yeah. And they'd come backstage and be like, how you doing? from he came backstage. He, he, was wa- my he wandered backstage one night. Mm, uh, wandered. Like, Whoops! Oh, I thought this was the bathroom. My <laughs> dick's out. So weird. Oh uh, yeah, he was having. Oh, he, had a, he was having a good time. And, and he goes back, and it's just me in Brooklyn back there. And he's like, "Hey, how are you? Do you know where I can, uh, you know, find some stuff?" And, and <gasps> he's like, "Well," and, and then you know, he's like, like a drink yeah, or some he's, soda and he's water. Like, and then, and totally then, legal substances. Yeah. And then he, then, he went to rehab. We'll cut that out. <laughs> hey, well, we'll, no, cut that out. Well, okay, pick back up. So, so he he grabbed my ass and wanted to fuck me in the bathroom. And then, oh my and then, and then he he made out with Brooklyn, and then he made out with me, and then we all sang. Oh and we, we recorded that part. That's uh, awesome. We'll cut um, out the name part. That's what we'll do. We'll bleep the name. It of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I got to, wow. to work with Kate Blanchett in New York City. Holy shit. Oh, wow. man. We did a, we did a fundraiser at the Stonewall for um, Newtown Action Alliance, um, which is uh, pushing for gun reform in schools. And I got to uh, do her makeup. You were the one that painted Kate Blanchett uh-huh. for that? Oh I was obsa- uh, that number came out and yeah. like twenty of my friends sent it to yeah, me. She's the only person I've ever wanted and to paint. And she's magnificent. She's just as lovely in person as you hope. Wow. Um, I met Dolly Parton once and I told her I was a showrunner. Oh she went, well, "You're pretty a thing, aren't you?" Oh my, oh my god. god. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had pretty good experiences. Yeah. Um, what about you? Uh, I yeah, I've met. I've had the honor of working with a lot of people. Um, just thinking recently, like 
being able to be on Empire and actually like yes. sit down with like Vivica and Taraji and like all of how them was, was like how were those? A really, they were amazing. Yeah, and they were seriously they're the black aunties. Like they were oh, the right. aunties oh, the yeah. whole time on set. They had everybody in stitches. They were like interacting with us and hanging out with us the whole time. It was a it was a blast. Wow. Um, doing Jimmy Fallon with Charlie XCX. Like, yeah, it's been fun. I've had a good time. How was Charlie XCX? She was a she was a blast. The best. It was a, it was party time at yeah. Dirty Rock, like literally <laughs> right. hanging out in the bathroom with Matt Lauer, and yeah. even though that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, there was a bathroom story with Matt Lauer, like and there was so much. I mean, he's disgraced now, so you can just let her rip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just funny Show because us on the doll. Show one of the like one of the, <laughs> one of the stupid little kids that was with us was like really freaking out over being at Thirty Rock, and we're like, play it cool, like yeah. relax. We Be know chill, that's Rachel baby. Maddow. We know all these people. Questlove has like come in to like talk to us. Like it's one of those. We play it cool. Wow. But we're in the bathroom, and he's like literally at. He <laughs> comes up to Matt Lauer while he is pissing, dick in hand, and is like, "Can I get your autograph?" Oh and I'll never God. forget. Matt Lauer turns around and is like, "Yeah, when I'm done pissing." <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. so embarrassing. Right oh, now, wow. maybe in the snow, but. Yeah, like, yeah. oh my God. I would have been very impressed if he, he like, was into sprayed it, it on right. the Yeah. This was the immediate image that right. I had. I was like, yep, yep. <laughs> Holding out the autograph book, just like, I'm ready. Oh my goodness. Yikes. What about you? I'm trying to think. Celebrities? Um. I mean, Tiffany oh. New York Pollard will just take the cake. I'll yes. say her name every time. Oh, yeah. Because she's, she's like, so nice. She's so nice. Who is it that I. I met like half of the cast of Modern Family was at Hardware Bar when I performed Wait, there one what? time. Yeah, and afterwards, like three of them were like, "You were amazing. That was great." And the oh. whole time I was just like, "Oh, help, help! I don't know how to interact <laughs> with you." And I was like, "Cool." And then I ran. This was like the first year I was doing drag too, so I was not prepared at all. I was like, "Thanks." Uh, um. Uh. What is? Oh God, I forgot both of their names. Um. What is Precious's real name? Gabri Sidibe. Gabri Sidibe, and what is Demi Moore's daughter's Rumi. Rumor. Rumor Willis. I remember that. They came to matinee, and I, I mean, I know who both of them are, but I can't remember names, so sorry. But um, I saw Gabri Sidibe and was like, I don't get nervous, but I was just like, I walked by and just like stopped operating my brain. (laughs) Yeah. And I just looked at her, I was like, hi, like, hello. And she was like, hi, how are you? She's like, good, okay, enjoy the show. And I just like walked away. I'm like, why am I yelling? And I'm just like backing away from her. She started following me because of that night. Oh my God. Because of that night. And then when I was on Empire, she like tweeted at me. So I was like, sorry, I didn't get a chance to come see you. But like, her name's Lucy Stool. If y'all want to follow Lucy, it was really cool. Yeah. I forgot. Did I ever tell you about the time that I like had this wild night on the town with Alan Cumming and his whole band? What? Yeah. So I went. I was going. I had a gig later or something. Anyway, I went to um, his show that he does. At, but I was painted looking like a marble statue, and so I, and I walked in and I was just like, there is no. Literally, I was like the only one, and everybody else was like definitely fifty and above, and they're with their like partner or husband or whoever. And he comes out and he sing, he does uh, Alan Cumming sing sad songs, which obviously I was like, I right. will go to this show. Yeah. And it was just incredible. And I was like third row and his cellist kept like looking over at me and I was just like, oh, please. Oh, no. Oh, please. And at the end, like I just ran away and ran straight to Berlin. And then they all came to Berlin. Safe space. Yep. I was like, ah. and they all came to Berlin and the cellist came over and was like the woman in white. And I was like, what? And she Aww. goes, we were all talking about you. And then they were like, you want to come like roll with us? And we're going to go to the lucky horseshoe and one like tip strippers. And I was like, 
okay. So then the whole night we were just like wandering back and forth between Berlin and the Lucky Horseshoe. And I literally was like holding Alan Cummings arm while he was like stumbling around. <laughs> and then one of the Lucky Horseshoe boys was on the other side, holding him up on the other oh. side. And we were both just like, we love you. You're amazing. And he was just like, that means so much to me. Blech. Like, <laughs> no, he was okay. He was just like having a good ass time. Oh, yeah. um, and I think we were there until like six in the morning. And then they were like, do you want to come to our hotel with us and rolls? And I was just like, I'm not cool enough for this. I can't handle it. This, I have reached my threshold of right. And I was like, I love you very much. Goodbye. And I went into the night, but it was amazing. He is wow. just like so sweet and cool. Yeah. The whole, and his whole band was fantastic. And I was just like look, sitting there looking at his pianist and just being like, you played for Liza. <laughs> like, I cannot. I cannot. Jealous. It was a good time. I worked, come back. I worked with Johnny Weir and I worked with Aubrey O'Day. Yes. <laughs> Both of which were fucking great. But yes. Johnny Weir is cool. I want Johnny to be Weir cool. Johnny Weir is very cool. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Aubrey O'Day is a mask. But <laughs> she's exactly what you think you're getting. I mean, yeah. you put her in a room full of drag queens. It's hard to tell who's who. I mean, she's just yeah. one oh of the God. girls. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's just sense. like, oh, yeah, we're in the right place. Like, wow. yeah, she was great. That's so fun. All right, shall we? We did great. <laughs> okay. We know uh, so many famous people. Elisa from Chicago, do you have any drag resolutions or goals for the new year? Mm. Huh. <sighs> I've been stoning a lot. I've been stoning a lot. I've got like six new wigs I'm about to wow. show off. I just got a corset. Like, I'm just trying to rev my shit up a little. Yeah. Especially for the viewing parties, because I feel like people can like see me on YouTube and be like, outfit repeater, <laughs> Lizzie McGuire, outfit repeater. But <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that's always when I start to like take shit seriously. What about yeah. you? Um, I actually stepped back from doing drag. I mean, I, I did it full time for, I won't say how long, but <laughs> a while. One and, year. Uh, you know, at a mere 22. <laughs> and... Um, why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I moved out to LA because I really wanted to mainstream into film and television, and, mm-hmm. and now some of that's starting to pay off. So, um, so hopefully I'll be coming to a TV near you soon. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I can't talk about what I'm on. But there's some cool but stuff. There, but there's happening. some cool stuff happening. So. Nice. Awesome. I'm excited. That's very fucking exciting. What about you, my dude? Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to keep on this kind of trajectory that I've had through 2019, like, on to 2020, but my biggest goal more than anything is just to get back to, like, having fun. Yeah. Like, honestly. I feel like I've spent so a lot of time... You lost like, it? I, I don't think I lost it. I just think that with how busy I got over the past year, it was one of those things where I was um, just trying to, like, keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I did grow and learn a lot through it, I just want to get some of that, like free spirit back yeah. i just want to like make myself and everybody else laugh like again and just like really enjoy every single one you know yeah saying no to gigs is fabulous i really <laughs> had to get myself down through that this year you and have it was, like, to i had yeah. to like finally be like this is my worth this yeah. is what's happening mm-hmm. i know that i'm bringing something that is worth this if you can't do it i'm fine with staying home yeah like and i had to get to that point i really had yeah. to like push myself there. it's and it really is hard to say no to people yeah mm-hmm. especially if it's something you're like oh, i want to do a favor for my friend or you mm-hmm. know i i just don't want to say no on principle but right. now i'm in the 
just, oh, I'm so into it. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, how can I say no? No, 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 let me actually think about it first. Like, I just want to say no to everything. Because I like to do things with people I trust. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That are going to be smooth nights. And, like, there's going to be people there. They're going to promote it correctly. When you do these random parties and, you know, stuff like that, I mean, sometimes the money is great, but you're like, and at first you think you have to hustle, 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 hustle because you do to get your name and face out there, but then you reach a certain threshold and you're just like, nope, I'm, I'm tired and you, this is going to be a shit show. So I'm not doing it. Yeah. You don't have to once you get to a certain point. I love like, saying that. Yeah, and I just feel like this year I've been thinking a lot about like quality over like quantity. Yes, and less I feel but like better. I've been bringing a lot of that more with like my looks and performances, and I was like, I'd rather keep going that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I love working, but I don't like working for people I don't like. That's why I like running my own shit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that's yeah, why no, I like I'm running sad. my. Like, no. I, I mean, I, I feel like, especially, is, was it hard for you to, to go from like working somewhere like play where it's like you know your surroundings you know the audience i mean people are buying your shots like you're you're so familiar with the space you have your shit set up there so then you're kind of in you know you're floating around well i mean like when i lived here in chicago i mean at the height of my time here i had it made i was i was literally the only girl that was allowed to work at every club Mm -hmm. and i i mean i was working seven days a week at Spin, hydrate, Kit Kat, mm-hmm. the baton, you know, and I worked this crazy schedule for months until I had a cracked and had a nervous breakdown because I physically, mentally couldn't do it anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and then I moved to Nashville where I was making just as good of money, but it was, I was in a controlled environment, I right. got a paycheck every two weeks, I kept all my drag at work. Hang you your know, shit, it was, the difference that it, that it makes was, that you can hang your shit up oh, in yeah. a, in, in not have to yeah. drag it back and forth yeah. and, and constantly and was, have to go to a storage unit. it was like, lovely, I stayed there for a long time, and, you yeah. know, but, but, you know, I think as an artist, you get bored, and you, you know, I, I was like, what's next? Like, I wasn't challenged anymore, I wasn't creatively, I, you know, like, I was getting creative mental blocks where, yeah. you know, I just could no longer can come up with new shit anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and then I moved to LA and it's like my brain just exploded open and, <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. like the Pandora's box, you know, now everything's just coming out of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also going back into me. <laughs> um, Trey, can we get some more champagne up in here, please? Boop, 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 boop. Um, What's cool. this next one? Oh, Anonymous. Anonymous from <laughs> Ireland. That's the best kind of anonymous. Ooh. What is the best gig you guys have ever had? <clears throat> best gig. Oh, that's so tough to choose. I did a gig one time where there were endless free oysters, and that was okay. Cool. That's Ooh. a good gig. They yeah. were small, but they were good. Yeah. And I just kept going back, and I was like, "Is this my job? Oh my <laughs> just God. to eat these oysters?" I performed for three minutes, and then I wandered in costumes. In costume and ate oysters. That is a dream gig. It was pretty good. I love oysters. Me too. Um, I, I, I mean, just, I mean, honestly, Saturday is just like just to be able to do the same thing every Saturday and like I mean, like you have with Queen. I mean, to have a place where yeah. it's like we yeah. talked about with Aurora. It's like just a place where you're kind of like king of the castle in your own right, and you get to do what you want, but also you know you can trust. The DJ, the bartender, the you know, you don't have to think about mm-hmm. that stuff and yeah. it lets you be at your best. Yeah. Like that I fucking love. Um, and there's very few times in my life where I really like um, 
uh, like, I don't know. I don't, I get bored by the same thing happening too much, mm -hmm. but like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm in charge and I'm a Well, but you've figured out a way to mix it up for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's constantly changing, but it's also like the bones are really good. Like, yeah. it's just like, I like the bartenders. I like everything. It's stability yeah. and variety. That's, exactly. that's the dream is that's stability and variety. I like yeah. to be able to go downstairs, know I can leave my shit there, and just know I can get comfortable. And yeah. You got the champagne. You want to pop that thing? Oh. oh, you want to do the zhuzh? I will. Oh my oh. god! Oh, is it in? If you liked that noise, <laughs> you can give us money and make it happen more. We get champagne sponsors, you can Venmo us at the Tea Podcast, and these are the champagne sponsors for this week. I'm, I'm telling you, you need to write a champagne jingle. Haley Romanchik. Romanchik. Damaged Bottom, our old friend Damaged Bottom. Tea of the bag. Tea of the bag. He's a porn star. He's on Mormon Boys now. Yeah. We love him. He's stunning. He's on the mainstream. Z.H. Jad, also Tea of the bag. Michael Bufuku, Eric Jennings, Ralphie J, Tara Card, Lauren, Lauren? L-A-U-R-N-E? Jackson? Lauren. Lauren, we like your name. Shannon Monroe and Justin Franklin, thank you for keeping us drunk. We love you. Cheers. 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 Oh, it's Lauren. It was a misspell. Thanks, Trey. Lauren. Thanks. I like Lauren better. <coughs> Lauren. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. That's just my favorite. What about you? Yeah, that makes sense. Favorite yeah, it's, best gigs. It's really hard for me to pick, like, anyone because every gig is a blessing. That's true. But honestly, like you said, what, I mean, I don't care as cheesy as it sounds. Being able to clean is home for me. It's church. It's um, family. It's, like, everything. And it's the only gig I can think of that I could work every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The only the only thing that I could do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that is my like my dream gig. Yeah. Especially now since I got a raise. Hey, hey what? <laughs> I'm like, it's what hey, she deserves. What she deserves. What about you? Um God, it's hard to choose. I mean, as far as like a full time um play was mm. great. You know, yeah. there's I couldn't beat it. Um but I've, I've gotten to go to a lot of places and do a lot of cool things. I mean, um, I got to do Telluride one year um, for their Gay Ski Week. What is that? Um, Telluride, it's a little um, ski town nestled in the in the Rockies, mm. but it's hard to get to. It's like way past Aspen, and it's where Gus... Um, Kenworthy? Kenworthy, he grew up there. It's it's gorgeous. It looks like Switzerland. There's like 2,000 people. Wow. The Coors Can Mountains are there. And the <laughs> oh, oh. You know, it's like, yeah. Um, okay, I know what this is. Um, I did. I worked uh, a Coors gig with Gus Kenworthy. Yeah. This like, explains why. Last month, yeah. and now my brain is together. I was like, together. what is he doing? Yeah. And I went, oh. Also, Gus Kenworthy, love him. Yeah. Fabulous work with. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Gus, guys. come on the podcast. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. listen to this. <laughs> come on my face. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now he'll listen to that. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've, you know, P-Town was an amazing gig. It's mm -hmm. a beautiful, charming little town. Um, did you uh, stay all summer when you were in P-Town? Yes. Yeah. That well, shit is crazy. Well, it's I like a it. Gilmore Girls, like, tiny little neighborhood that's yeah. just, like, its own ecosystem. And you just, like, <laughs> yeah. walk around <laughs> the cobblestone streets and it's just like, hey, you, hey. It's like you see the same people. There's, like, it's like putting 3,000 people <laughs> in, like, a square 
like in in like a quarter of a mile it, it, like it it's does, wild yeah, and there's it, no it, outside businesses like there's yeah. barely i don't even think there's a walgreens like no, there's just no, like they actually put in a cvs finally i mean like they put in a mark jacobs and they had to vote on it as a community and it lasted for like a couple years and closed and everything else is local the candy shop is multiple generations like the guy's like yeah my dad knew this other woman that you you know lived there for like like if you wanted you know paint your shutters gray the town council has to approve it yeah (laughs) yeah it's like you know the (laughs) what Oh, I thought you were playing past it. Oh, no. Is <laughs> <laughs> there the ghost of a dead person? <laughs> um, P-Town, best STD clinic in the country, I think. No shit. Yeah, oh, they're super, <laughs> for reasons unrelated to my personal needs. Uh, no, it was great. The people there are great. They play good music. They have snacks. Oh, it, they have air conditioning, they have, and it's, it's, they will teach you how to be a, um, a Narcan administrator. Oh, awesome. Um, so they also do a whole bunch of, like, you know, overdose training and safety, whatever, and they they're have, just chill. They have this agreement that no one in the town locks their doors, mm-hmm. and so everyone's just kind of constantly looking around. Like, no one locks their doors to anything. Yeah. It's, um, Even, like, the famous drag queens are just like, yeah, go up to my house. Go in there. The door's open. Everything's open. Do you know this? Yeah. All the doors are constantly mm-hmm. fucking open. I did not know that, yeah. and it I is, wish I'd open more doors. Yeah, I mean, weird. Like, I mean, like, Go up. Just loot the town. <laughs> <laughs> there, nothing is ever locked. Oh like, and when we stay there, it's also nothing's air-conditioned either, so mm-hmm. it's just everyone does that thing where they just, it's like Wild West, just open windows everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to go on the record to say to all my friends in Pichon that are listening, if your homes do get looted, I had nothing to do <laughs> Right, but thank you for this new watch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, um, next one. Yes, okay. let's. Uh, let's see. I think it's you. Okay, um, <laughs> Rachel Slurs from Chicago said, um, "Where do you draw inspiration from in drag? Anywhere else in your life?" I mean, this is a pretty sea slugs. Standard. I don't right? know. <laughs> They're pretty. Yours is like all the people you imitate was, um, was like when you were growing up was, uh, what's her name? I don't know. Uh, I don't know why you're looking at me. Um, I wasn't giving blowjobs. Yeah, there's no. definitely like a hand job <laughs> motion. That no, uh, 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 Joan Rivers. Don't do it with both you know hands. That horrible. doesn't help. <laughs> Joan and Melissa. Two um, you know, I I'd never tried to do Joan until after she died. Wow. And it was just, um, I think there was a, a party or an event going on, and I was just like, well, let me try it. And then I looked in the mirror, and I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> I mean, you do uh, it. It's really you good. You look exactly like her. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I guess I draw my inspiration from, um, I've had a lot of great teachers and mentors in my life, um, drag queens, trans women, um, models, makeup artists, you know, I have... I've learned from so many people throughout my life that um, haven't just taught me, you know, about um, a skill set as far as, you know, makeup or, or sewing or fashion or anything mm-hmm. like that, but, you know, also to um, also to carry yourself and, and what you're worth, the things you believe in, mm-hmm. the things that, you know, shape and mold you into, um, you know, a human being. And I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't just want to be remembered as being like a, you know, great artist. Um, but you know, as somebody that used their art to change the world and make it better for, yeah. you know, the people that come after us. And that was one reason I got inspired to do the Melania Trump show 
was um, she inspires you so much oh God. as a woman as a woman <laughs> as, uh, but i mean and i mean she's a great dresser i mean she's sickening to look at she's just a horrible fucking human being yeah. Yeah. you know and i i was so infuriated with you know trump and the whole you know administration and everything that they stand for i was like how do i do something that makes an impact without screaming brainlessly on the internet yeah you know leave that to sarah andrews oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> See you in the bag. I love you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So season three is canceled. <laughs> um, but but you yeah. know what? You know what, Sarah? And I know she'll listen to this. God bless her. And I'm sure this too. Somebody has to bang the drum. Yeah, yeah. She, it's yeah. true. Somebody has to bang the drum. She this shakes it up. You know. Yeah. She she definitely gets people paying attention. I mean, she had this great tweet thread. Uh, the other day of all of these incredible trans performers that like a lot of people don't know about and it's just blowing the fuck up. Mm. I think it's important. <clears throat> yeah, and it's and it's unfortunate that um, you know the mains where the mainstream culture is done three post drag race is mm-hmm. still, um, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Not sensitive, but um, segregated. Like that. They're not. Um, they're not. It's exclusionary. Yeah, Yeah. it's still exclusionary of you know other performers that have come forth and paved the way. You know, as as much as I give it up for you know my my bio queen sisters, the trans girls have been around for a hot fucking minute, and they were the ones throwing bricks at Stonewall. And it's a blind spot. It's a gigantic blind spot. Yeah, Yeah. you know, and and to and traditionally, um, you know, before trans. Uh, gender people became a mainstream topic and, and part of the mainstream conversation, you know, uh, they were relegated to sex work or drag shows mm-hmm. or, you know, very seedy, shady jobs that didn't pay a lot. Or if you wanted to you get know? on TV, it was Maury, yeah. where they well, were Maury trying to figure out if... Women. Survival yeah. through humiliation. And, and, when yeah. I, and when I, you know, started doing drag, I was raised by, you know, boy queens, but then I was introduced to trans queens and I was like, oh my God. How do they look like that? I want to look mm-hmm. like that. And then I figured out that I was transgender, and then it just made sense. But, mm-hmm. you know, the girls that were the biggest stars of the day were Erica Andrews, Mimi Marks, Monica mm-hmm. Monroe, Candace Kane, you know, trans women that were fucking sickening. Yeah. And, and they wouldn't, you know, have a snowball's chance in hell of getting a RuPaul's Drag Race today. Yeah. And I just think that's sad. Yep. Yeah, Monica Monroe, like, <clears throat> brought my drag mom into the game. And it was also the first time I met you was at her apartment when I moved here 13 years ago. Oh, wow. Like, after a night at Berlin, we were yeah. at Monica oh, Monroe's wow. apartment because we'd go there after hours and hang out with <laughs> Sophia Sapphire and the was rest of those crazy it? crew. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. You would come downstairs because you lived in the apartment upstairs uh-huh. from her. You would come down and be like, what y'all doing? Wasn't <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> some kind of epic fight that happened uh, with this? Me and Sasha Colby. So, so <laughs> yes. no, no, no. I, no, I didn't fight with Sasha Colby. So me, me and Sasha Colby, we moved to, she moved to Chicago about a year after me. And we shared a kitchen wall um, for three years. And um, the building, everybody called it Tranny Towers. I, mean, yep. I know you can't say that anymore. Yeah, but, but that's, that's what, but oh, that's what they called it. It's a historical document. Yeah. <laughs> it's a historical document. And, that's and where so, they all, all the girls And so, 
she would run up her door and I'd run up mine and we'd run down our stairs and she'd run up to Mimi Mark's apartment and I'd run up to Monica Monroe's apartment <laughs> and they were like kind of the ones that took us under their wings and trained us you know and then we had like the weed dealer up here and like you know, yeah. all these Spanish posters <laughs> on here and, you know it was just like a building full of like pirates and swashbucklers and, like, <laughs> the building was so much people. fun and it was like some of the best years of my life like we had such a good time it was just a golden age of yeah of um you know, it was right before Drag Race mm-hmm. even started. Mm-hmm. So drag was very still um, a boutique mm-hmm. um, industry and a niche market, you know. Yeah. So um, if you were a name, you were a fucking name. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's like gremlins. There are yeah. like billions <laughs> everywhere yeah. pouring out of the window. Yeah. Well, especially because, like, the pageant circuit was so... Um, it, it, it was such a big spotlight for trans girls and before mm-hmm. the show I mean that was how you got your name like you if, if you won a pageant or you were a runner-up I mean you would tour the country and that's how people found out about you I mean now you just go on the internet and go on Instagram and find a drag queen and there you go but yeah. before it was like did you hear about you know the pageant or everyone just traveled to go see the pageant you yeah. know and it yeah. was so focused on trans girls yeah now it's different <laughs> That it is. Well. But, you know, and, I mean, there's so much focus on social media now, too, and I tell people, I'm, some of the most powerful people in Hollywood have less than a 1,000 followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's not always yep. about social media. Yeah. Like, do some real work in real mm-hmm. life, too. Yeah. Yeah. Put that on a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Merch coming in January 2020. Yeah, sure. All right. Colby from Nashville. This is another two-parter. Is there a number slash look you've wanted to do but haven't done yet? And who was your favorite fictional character growing up? Something you haven't done and your favorite fictional character. Something I haven't done yet. There's actually a few numbers that I haven't done yet. I'm starting to... I'm liking to see more of these, like, sad song shows. Yes! Yeah, Patty Swift is doing... Yeah, yeah, like, she had the the original one that I was obsessed with. I'd be like, please bring sad songs to Chicago. Like, I would love a whole show of nothing but sad songs. Yeah. And I think, like, Ryan and them are, like, doing something like that. Dear Diary, yeah. Dear Diary. But, like, yeah, there's a lot of, like, sadder songs I would love to be able to perform um, that just, they don't kind of, like, really fit in, like, most of the time. I know. I can't really, like... It doesn't always make sense at, like, a matinee. No, something. it doesn't. Like, like it doesn't make sense. The audience is on a different like <laughs> the yeah, things that the balls rolling at a different if, speed. If you put on like a cat sweater and get up there with a gallon of ice cream and you cry while you, you yeah, <laughs> there are there are totally There's, ways to do that. There are totally ways to do that. So I think a lot of it is me like talking myself out of it. And I don't know. I think with having more fun this year, you'll probably see some silly ways of me trying to bring that to life. Um, looks that I that I haven't done. I can't really think of anything like that. I like to have a lot of fun. I try and play with like cosplay and other stuff mm-hmm. a lot. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's not really one I can think of right now. Well, what about your favorite fictional character growing up? My oh, favorite true. fictional character growing up. I don't know if I had any. Really? Like no like kids show that you were like this is the tea this is it. Did you have like a Disney movie like a villain or or like a princess or or was there like no I never wow. really was kind of it was always you it was always the villains for me like the I, I've been talking because they they put it on like it was it's either Netflix or Disney Plus but it's like Debbie Mazar in Beethoven two yeah. yeah or like the the <laughs> this makes um, sense. the female villain on the th- in the third Home Alone, 
who for some reason you all, the women, Home Alone all, the, yeah. all the women are it's because all the women are wearing all monochromatic looks and they're always like changing their wigs and stuff like yeah. it was a, a brilliant time for like female characters to be evil that's true oh, yeah. yeah and then the second um uh, uh 101 dalmatians 102 Dalmatians oh is what God. it was called. It's a terrible movie, but every there's like a hundred scenes, and every scene she changes her outfit. It's true, and it's just like high drag at every yeah. I mean that's the shit that I grew up loving. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're terrible movies, but <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't the matter. first one is good. What? The 101 Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians with Glenn Close. That was good. My dad told me that I could no longer do the. Because um, at the dinner table, I was doing okay. So there's like, <laughs> I haven't seen it in so long, but like, um, she ends up like in a vat full of like molasses, yeah, I want to yeah, say. And molasses. then the raccoon like takes her hat and she <laughs> says to the raccoon, Oh, darling, red really isn't your color. Yeah. And I was saying that at the dinner table. <laughs> and my dad banned my impressions because I was also, no. I was also doing my clueless like Dion yeah. like, impression. <laughs> and it was like, No, stop. Like, because I was just. Bagging out. I was probably like five or six. Oh my god. <laughs> well, uh, right. that's adorable. Probably like seven or eight if it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I went to his house once every two months. He wasn't going to have me fag out of the You've dinner. been insufferable <laughs> your whole life. Right. So I just bottled it up and I saved it for the stage. Hey! Yeah. 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 What about you? What was the question again? Uh, you're gay. I, uh, what was it? There's a couple. Uh, there's two. Fictional you're... characters mm-hmm. growing up. Also, is there a number you've wanted to do you haven't done yet? Mm. Um, fictional characters, I too was always obsessed with villains. Um, actually, um, my uh, they took my movies away from me because I kept rewinding the villain parts, like the, their biggest <laughs> moments, and I'd be ratting them in the living room, and they, they thought I was going to like set the house on fire or something. So, so there are those totally. That was just the best shit. Yeah. Because yeah. they're all well, queer coded. Well, there was nobody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there was true. nobody. I mean, they always had the best clothing. Yep. They always had, were the most articulate. Debbie they from. They were the most, most smartest. Yeah. Debbie, Debbie yeah. from uh, Adam's Family, Adam's Family Values. Family Values. Uh-huh. I mean, her whole character arc is just, I mean, she's. Don't I deserve love? She was gay. And jewelry. Like, yeah, it was just. So it was just It was just gay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so they gosh. hated that. <laughs> <laughs> You're just constantly acting out. Constantly acting out. Constantly acting out. Um, something I've never done. No. You've done it all. I mean, pretty much. If if I ever thought about it, I attempted it. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's lots of videos to prove that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Gosh. We can come back to it. Yeah, kind of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a hard one. Um, what about you? Yeah. Anything? Uh, favorite characters as a child: Rainbow Bright, one hundred percent. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. I like had the jacket, and I would like run around, like pretending like I was running on a <laughs> rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. That for sure. Um, also, the Goblin King from Jared the Goblin I King. See that. You know, Bowie. And also, he was just, the tights were so tight. Yeah. I really didn't did even you know. know. How could sexual. I not? I'm pre-sexual, and I was like, that I like. I mm. like that thing. Also, he just, you know, the hair was big, which was helpful. <laughs> um, things I want to do that I haven't done. I think maybe I haven't done a Goblin King number, and I should. Yeah. Yeah. 
the babe with the power. That's, yeah. yeah. It's just never the right time. <laughs> There's always time. There's always time for Jared. There's honest. always time There's for Jared. Time for Jared. Honestly. Speaking of that, though, when when I was listening to y'all talk, actually, Cher from Clueless was a big inspiration. Oh yeah. Because I was 13 at the time. I remember being in middle school. I once wrote. We had to in a theater class. We had to write our own like little mini play, and I was in it with two <clears> girls, <throat> and I made them <laughs> like tie <and> Dion, <laughs> and I was Cher, of course. I remember that fucking sit from sixth grade. I remember wow. that fucking scene like so much. That movie was like a lot for me just because yep. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. what is this whole other life that people are living out there? And like, it was what? And yeah. I live for that. I feel like they were a good example of like they were. I feel like most people would have kind of shit on them and been like, oh, they're shallow, but they were really nice people. They were just from a different universe. Yeah. Um, and it was just, I don't know, that movie was just. You drop into this universe of like what? Like and I she know goes anything through about so much so growth. Much. Her oh, character yeah. arc is nuts. Yeah, it's like, one of my favorite movies of all times, and one of the few yeah. that I can quote like verbatim. And For it's sure. over the top, but it's still you know. And it's smart. It's based on Shakespeare. Mm, There's yeah. nothing to yeah. not like about that movie. Right? And also Miss Piggy. How can I forget about Miss Piggy? Oh my god. Miss Piggy is a. I mean, you can see that into my style from mm. like now. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. totally an inspiration of mine. Yeah. Like, also so gay. Yeah. So fucking gay. Do you hear me? <laughs> um, all right, shall we jump into the finale? Let's do it. All right, one last question. Here, let's do it. Cheers before we yeah. close it out. Uh, wait, what are you doing after this? You're going to Killer Babes. Killer Babes, yes. Mm. I'll be DJing there tonight. What are you doing? Um, I'm hosting a dinner party. Oh, oh that sounds fun. Like lady things. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to go to Off Book. You should, because I'm in, in it. it. Okay, perfect. Yes. Um, all right, um, Jad from Kalamazoo said, hi, Jad. Hi, Jad. Uh, what skills don't come very naturally to you that are expected of drag performers? Uh, how do you uh, overcome these obstacles? Ooh. I mean, performing, but, you know. I look back at the first, like, videos of me in drag, and I could not move my body at all. Like, not even. I was just very stiff, mm-hmm. and, like, I was wearing shoes that were too tall, which I feel like is the number one baby drag thing that you do, is you put on, like, eight-inch heels, and you're like, this oh. will make me perfect. They yeah. also yeah. always love to fall order, over. order the longest nails, because I feel like it's more razzle-dazzle or yeah. distracting, but it's also, like... Then your hands are just floppy cloth lickers. Yep. Like, Logistically speaking, you can't take a fucking floppy dollar. Floppy cloth lickers? Yeah, you're like a, you know, a prehistoric dinosaur. <laughs> like spines. Um, what about you? Um, things that, skills that don't come naturally to me. Yeah. Is there shit that you feel like you have to really work on? I feel like so much comes naturally to you. More so than other people. Well, I've had, a, I've had time to practice. Um... <laughs> Yeah, not everybody started at 12. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is wild. <clears throat> my, uh, my, I remember my drag mother, Kira Sexton, she would, um, she'd call me the roach killer. <laughs> oh, you clomped around. Because I would try and, you know, dance, and it was like... <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome for that ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, so I really made a point like, you know, I'm not going to be like a Juilliard graduate, but, um, but I want to dance. So I made it a point to work with dancers and choreographers Mm -hmm. who want to dance, you know, and, um, I think in general, just, um, I think the most important skill set that I learned, um, that I think every drag performer is an absolute must, no matter what (laughs) your style is, um, be on time, be professional, don't be a cunt. 
treat people with respect. I don't care if they own the club or they're shoveling ice and throwing away your trash. Um, it's free to be nice. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, to take it seriously, but not take yourself too seriously in it, mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. when you develop um, bad habits, bad emotions, and... Um, delusion. A lot of delusion. Yeah. 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 We won't name any names. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Oh. Trey's going to have to bleep out so many things in this episode. No, but that really is true. I mean, you can even be like a, a, a less than amazing performer and still work more than really good performers if you do these technical things which are show up on time, don't be a fucking asshole, mm-hmm. promote, you know, be nice. I mean, yeah, people don't put enough, you know, emphasis on that. I concur. Yeah. It, because also they put the opposite emphasis where it's like, we are divas, we are strong, we show up late because yeah. we're drag queens. It's like, okay, mm, you sound like an amateur. Because you clearly don't yeah. have to work with a lot of people yeah. who act like that or you would not act like that. Right. Yeah. Be a diva on stage, not a diva backstage. Yeah. Like, yeah. no one wants to work with you, dumbass. Like, well, and especially with the way the business is now where it's so oversaturated and there's like mm-hmm. billions to choose from. Like, you're just going further down that list yeah. when your attitude gets stank. Yeah. Like, yeah. Aww. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. <laughs> yeah. Was that it? Oh, I don't know. What about you? Uh, what was that question? What skills, skills don't, don't come, come very naturally to you that are expected of drag performers, and how did you do you over? Well, that's an interesting question too, because like, what's the expectation? Mm. Like, I feel like every really. You know, I feel like mine's the most literal. Like I just don't lip sync. And right. Like, well, do come on, do it. And yeah. I'm just like fuck off. But it was like yeah. you examined your natural strengths and you were like, that is not where that lies. Right. I am going over here to where I feel comfortable and I'm right. good at my job. And like, I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, okay, if you're a drag queen, you have to do X Y Z thing. You have right. to be able to do these splits. You have to death drop. You have to do this thing. You have to lip sync to this kind of music. And like. All of the people that I'm really interested in, and honestly, all of the people that have actually made a name for themselves, it's because they pay attention to their own internal like barometer of what they can do and what they're good at and what they like. And it's that shortcoming. Yeah. It's that thing that happens in like a townie. <clears throat> it's that townie mentality where it's like you get a bunch of queens in a small town, and everybody has the same last name, mm-hmm. the same hair, the same shoes. They order clothes from the same people. Microwave and it's like, drive. Mm-hmm. Microwave drive. Microwave drive. It's because, it in there well, they see. told me this is what it had to look like. It's like, yeah, but think with your brain. You well, know, so like, do you like that? Do you like or it? Or do you yeah. just feel like you have to? Yeah. Because Is it just something to do? I think the hardest thing, actually, for me, like, I've been a theater kid and a musical theater kid, like, my whole, like, life. So that stuff, I felt, kind of came, like, naturally, even being someone that's still, like, really learning like different kind of like movement on stage like I still feel comfortable in it um the hardest thing for me was makeup Mm. it was really tough I was ugly for a long time and like the thing about it was is even though they had a lot of people on the internet and stuff they were able to help there wasn't anybody specific like me there wasn't like a black bearded like Mm. person that was also trying to do like what I like wanted to do right so it was a lot of stumbling (laughs) trial trial and error lots of trial and error you're so pretty now where did you learn the most do you think um I learned the most from watching my friends and what they did Mm. and not copying it but figuring out what I could use on my own face and in like my technique 
to get better like mm-hmm. that. Like learning, you know, about like, you know, some proper blending and ways to do it <laughs> and just like better products and stuff like that. It's not even that you have to use all those things, but yeah. it sometimes it takes those things. So yeah, that was that was tough for me. It took me a while. Yeah. My that, face is still something that changes all the time. I experimented with like fifty kinds of nose contour before I realized I just don't have a nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's just not there. So like, no, I just don't have one. I just don't have one. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm going to change my nose contour. Really? I think I'm going to change my face contour. Yeah, I was just looking at it. I was like, yeah, you know. You yeah. know you look at something for so long, and you're just like, eh, I think we're done here. Yeah. yeah. You know? Or yeah. just, like, alter it a little bit. That's why I moved on to prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The next frontier. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm an alien now. <laughs> well. Well, the inside matches the outside. Right. <laughs> well, I believe that brings us to the end. That's true. Thank you for being here. Um, will you tell us uh, where we can find you, Aurora? We're all gonna hold our glasses for this right. whole bit now. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not in jail later. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, YouTube, Aurora Sexton, and uh, hopefully this coming year you can see me on cable. Yeah, great. Not Skinamax. No. <laughs> um, what about you, Devo? Uh, you can see me, uh, well, you can find me on Instagram at Ty is Lucy Stools. Uh, same for Twitter and all that good fun stuff if you're old enough. Um, yeah, you can. You got an OnlyFans? Yeah, not yet, but soon, honey. Um, yeah, you can see me on the streets of Chicago at all times and catch me across the country this year. Amazing. I am T-Rex in Chicago. Sorry, I just got a message. Um, <laughs> She's sorry, on her phone. I opened my phone for one We're second. not done. Uh, I'm T-Rex in Chicago on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And you can find me at Dragmania every Saturday at Roscoe's all the fucking time at Dick's Milwaukee. And sometimes with um, Hard Candy in uh, Louisville and beyond. Meow. Yeah. Um, I am Lucky.Stiff on Instagram. I am LuckyStiff2. That's the number two on Twitter. And I am adrift in the wind now. I don't have any regular monthly shows. So you better pay attention to my Insta story because that's where I talk about things like that. Yeah. So, you know. No, Delirium? Delirium, schedule-wise, is changing. Oh, wow. So we will see what happens in the new year. Sagittarius season is wreaking havoc on my whole life. But Are you still going to pop up at Goddess? And yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know when, but I, it's my family. I'm still going yeah. to be around. I'm just not producing anymore. The wow. family has it in hand, and I am grateful. Well, thank you for being here. God bless us, everyone. Moment of silence for that joke. Now hobble away. Ha 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 ha